Hello and welcome to the Faith and Football Podcast, where we discuss the intersection of our faith and the game of soccer. Tune in for insightful discussions and inspiring stories where the beautiful game meets spiritual reflection. Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith and Football Podcast. This is Rusty Bryant. I am joined alongside my co-host and son and friend, I guess you could say, Logan Bryant. And uh, we are so excited about today's episode and the interview that we have planned This is kind of cool because when we first started talking about this podcast and how this was going to work, we actually made a list, and at the very top of the list, I think both of the top of of our uh, both of our lists yep. was Jordan Skelton. So we got Jordan Skelton on the line with us. Jordan, thanks so much for being with us today and and having a little chat with us. Yeah, man, happy to be here. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, we're gonna let Jordan tell a little bit about himself. But before that happens, I gotta tell this. So you guys can can obviously tell Jordan is not from the deep south he is he doesn't have the redneck accent he actually has the really cool british accent because he is from england actually from the newcastle area so here's mm-hmm. so Represent. here's the here's the little story uh and jordan you don't even know this so um so obviously our family huge soccer fans and grew up uh you know luke and logan both just grew up around the game they love watching soccer all the time they pull for you know whoever and i mean anybody and everybody but as the years have gone on luke has become a big arsenal fan and there's there's a story behind that as well (laughs) but anyway the other day he and logan were taking jabs at each other and 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 they were talking about premier league and luke actually said well who do you even pull for logan and he said i'm a newcastle fan and he was like why are you a Newcastle fan? And he said, because of Skelts. That's it. So, <laughs> brilliant. So you have. This is the first I'm hearing of this. So I've at least converted one. One. You converted one. one. That's right. Newcastle United might might be one of the probably the only one in Mississippi, but uh, <laughs> probably. But that. But in all seriousness, that's how much of an influence that Jordan Skelton has had on the life of my family. We absolutely think the world of this guy. And yep. so just so excited and proud of him and his career and everything that's going on and has been going on. And we're just we're just looking forward to chatting for a few minutes. Yeah, we're really excited about this one. Obviously, you had a big impact on me because I got my Premier League team from you. And so anyways, uh, <laughs> it, that was that was a lot of fun just uh, getting to know you over the couple of summers that you were here and uh, so we're excited to talk to you uh jordan why don't you just awesome. go ahead and tell us your soccer career up to now just i know you were born in england kind of talk about that and then how you got over to the states and your current situation yeah um well before i go into that 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 has caught me well off guard that you're a newcastle <laughs> fan by the way. so that is that is legend that is absolutely <laughs> fantastic um but but second so to answer your question so yeah obviously born and raised in um in a little town called concert which funny enough is probably the little secret that i only tell certain people is it's probably more county durham than it actually is newcastle oh boy but, you know people have if i say i'm from county durham they're like They've got no idea what I'm talking about. So there's a few that if I say Newcastle, they know where I'm talking about. So there you go. Gotcha. I'm there you from go. 
from, let's just say, Newcastle. <laughs> um, my story of getting into football, I was just one of those kids that had just so much energy as a kid. And my mum was like, right, what can we put him in where it's going to tire him out? <laughs> and that led to football. <laughs> energy burning, like, outlet, which was football. Um, and then, by the way, am I okay to refer to it as football or do you need me to yeah. refer to it as oh, football? absolutely. Yeah, the, yep, that's, yeah, so, and that's why we, we, wanted to, we wanted to make sure that we incorporated the entire world in yeah. this. That's why it's called so Faith in Football. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, Brilliant. Yeah. Good, good. So, yeah, so I was playing football um, is like, a, you know, as, you, as we call it in America, like rec, as you guys call it. And then mm. it just led to being something that I absolutely loved and became a passion over time. And then, it led to opportunities and, you know, playing for school. And then that led to playing for my region and my county. And then eventually um, having the really fortunate opportunity to play for England schoolboys, which which was kind of like an 18-year-old. And that, that then bleeds into me coming to America. Because um, at 18, I, um, I, was at a, I was at a lower club in England. It was kind of like, you know, what route do I want to take here? Do I want to try and climb the tree, so to speak, in the English football leagues and see how high I can get? Or, you know, do I want to pursue just something completely off the chart curveball? And I had a friend that I uh, I came to America and was doing the university, like Lane, if you like, the university channel to in Florida. And I'd just seen his life through, you know, social media. And I was like, my gosh, that just looks unbelievable. <laughs> so started speaking to schools and thankfully again because of that england schoolboy tag it like basically puts like trust on my name for these university coaches that you know are just taking a pop on you really on a highlight video mm-hmm. yeah. um and um i ended up going to south carolina um, at a little d2 school called landy university um spent some great years there from 2015 to 2018 um yeah, just some great memories there. Got a got a degree out of it. Made some really good friends and and some relationships with people that I still still stay in touch with today. And probably most importantly, is where I also met my wife. Um, <laughs> so you know, again, God working in the way He does. Um, was there till yeah, 2018, and graduated there. Um, then was fortunate enough to sign a a pro contract with a USL one team in Georgia called Tormenta. Spent uh, about a year and a half there. Um, then following that, had like a year hiatus with COVID and all that curveball mm-hmm. again. That was just kind of like a blur for a lot of us. Um, then spent a year with North Carolina um, in Raleigh, which was um, NCFC. And that was a fantastic experience. Great club down there and really good people. Um, and then that leads me to where I am now in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and you know the, I'm trying to keep this short, even though I've probably spoke for about five minutes because there's about a hundred stories and all of that. But <laughs> yeah. the uh, the man that connects me to you guys and connects me to Knoxville is Coach Mark McKeever. And mm-hmm. um, you know he uh, he was the man, obviously, that took me to to Brilla with you guys. And mm-hmm. then when I heard uh, when I heard that he was getting a pro team, it just felt it felt right. Even though North Carolina, there was there was some really good relationships there just felt right to to come and play for him in knoxville tennessee so that's where we just finished year one and we're about to get the wheels going on year two here so 
Man. Um, short, short winded. That's where we are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And and like I want to back up for just a second because you said when you said Lander University, you said a small D two school, and I want people to understand though, Lander is a uh, for sure. Back when you were playing there, big time soccer school for Division two, mm-hmm. um, you guys produced some unbelievable talent. And in fact, mm. when you came here to Mississippi, you were with quite a few of your teammates right. uh, for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. <laughs> and and you guys, I mean, you know, we'll we'll say this forever, but that 2017 team that you were here playing for, um, obviously the most successful run for us, making it all the way to the national semifinals. And uh, and you know, it was you and and two or three of your lander teammates that that played such a big part of that and you were captain of that team and then were able to come back that next year and play for us so you were here for a couple of summers but yeah i mean you know lander was a big big part of our success for for those couple of years mm. uh, that that semi-final year still haunts me man <laughs> like even just talk even just talking about it now like i can literally have that feeling of like when i walked off that pitch and came in like I think I embraced you and give you a hug and like apologized. Yeah. Cause I remember it was just, it just felt like the cards were in our hands and we played them wrong. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a tough memory because we were a fantastic team that year. Mm. Yeah. I remember it. I re- that was like, that was like one of the first like big runs that I remember because obviously in like the 07, 08 yeah, era, when I was like really, really young, there was like a fantastic team that came through. But then I like still remember the 2017 yeah. team and the picture in the, in the office of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jav, Jav, Jav uh, hugging on to somebody and Shaq, Jav and Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh and, my <laughs> gosh. See, you're even saying names that just kind of, you I, haven't thought about for so long. Crazy, yeah, man. Man. Well, I, I still to this day believe we had the best team in the league. And, you know, we had some injuries there during that run. We also, in my opinion, got a little bit hosed by the league by not being able to host that semifinal game, which we should have. Mm-hmm. We we deserved it. We were the higher seed. And uh, But, you know, some things happened, and that's just the way it went. But, you know, it's funny because then you turned around and got to follow McKeever, yep. Coach McKeever, to Des Moines, and then you guys actually got to taste that win. What was, it, what was that <laughs> yeah. like? I mean, you guys got to win the, win the championship that year. Yeah, man. I mean, that, so that Des Moines year, just to give a bit of context, was kind of, I mean, not to go off into a full tangent, but when I kind of had my last segment of – my time at Tormentor was kind of when my my journey with faith really, really took off because, funny enough, my journey with my football and my mental health really, really declined. Mm. And I ended up just not being a good man, first and foremost, and not being a good teammate, and not being a great footballer, and ended up falling out with the club. Well, not even falling out with the club, but just wasn't a good fit for Tormentor. And that ended up me and the head coach kind of just saying, look, you know, it's not going to work for us here next year. And that was, again, that COVID period where finding a club as an international centre-back was, was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, have a, I, didn't, I didn't have a club that year. Um, you know, and it was, it was tough at first, but again, it really helped me deep dive into my faith. And then that led me to Des Moines Menace, and it was kind of like, you know, called Coach McKeever. obviously played for him two, two summers with you guys down in Breer. And I said, look, like, you know, it's not looking like I'm going to get a club. You know, am I able to come and play for you guys in the summer? And he was like, listen, Scale, he was like, look, I hope you don't come and play for us because that means you've found a club. 
but if you don't, you've got a spot here, you know? Mm. And it kind of just, the months rolled on and it kind of got to like, you know, March kind of April time. And I was like, right, there's not going to be a club coming now. Cause again, as an international, you know that if you don't really get a spot early doors, you only get seven per team. So they're going to get filled pretty quick. So then it was kind of like, right, we're going to play in the summer then. And it kind of was approached for me where I was like, right, the last time you played football, it was your everything and it took over your life and it dominated your, your mental, your spiritual, your, your, your relationships and everything. Let's see if this summer can be different. That was kind of my approach. And, you know, by the grace of God, it was, it was probably the most fun I had in years playing mm-hmm. football. Um, cool. I love that. And that, that was, that was not only because obviously my faith took the, took the number one spot, but coach McKeever as he's done every time I've played for him, he brought in such a good group of guys um and it was it was a bit it was a bit heavy at the start lads i'll be honest with you because there was about 50 players yeah um and it it was just gaffer's approach was just like uh welcome to the hunger games (laughs) (laughs) just kind of like you know the strongest the strongest will survive type of deal um but no it was it ended up being a really really good summer I think I think our record ended up being something like sixteen and one or something like that, or no. seventeen and one. I think we we won every game bar one, which we lost to a team in Chicago who were a really good side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great summer because we obviously we went and had the success that we did. But what made it even better, Rusty, like you touched on there, we actually hosted it all all the way to the final. Mm-hmm. So we actually lifted the we lifted the the national title on home soil with like I think there was maybe five thousand or something fans in the crowd. So that's awesome. It was a it was a it was a good positive memory. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, Jordan, uh just to kind of go back a little bit, I want to talk a little bit more about your faith through all the decisions that you had to make as a as trying to become a professional soccer player. And um I remember you asking like big questions when you were here at Bria and just kind of like Watching you walk through that here was really cool because uh, it was like the early starting point of um, kind of deep diving, as you said. And then obviously, uh, well, I just looked at your Instagram so that I would be correct. <laughs> but I knew that you had uh, posted like you've, you post things regularly just kind of about your faith. And just like um, I remember seeing the post with Stephen Furtick and you were like, man, this man like changed my life. Um and I thought that was like one of the coolest posts that I've ever seen. You actually getting to meet him. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, I just want yeah. you to just talk a little bit about how your faith has intersected with, uh, with football and how you've gotten to be where you are because of your faith. Yeah, mate, it's been, um, it's been a long, long journey. Um, so I'll try and I'll try and just kind of go across the, the, the big points, so to speak. But, um, Firstly, I've got to acknowledge my my mom because she was the one that um, planted the seed, so to speak. She uh, she took us to Salvation Army, like you know, kids club, um, all the way growing up. And I think in England, it's about when you turn twelve or thirteen, your football is always on a Saturday until about twelve or thirteen, and it starts to be on a Sunday. And my mom, my mom just said, "Look, I'm not going to make your decisions for you. You know, you can you can make your choice." So obviously I was I was football mad at that point, you know. So it was like, mm-hmm. well, I'll go to football. Church is boring anyway. That was kind of like <laughs> that was kind of like my mindset as a young kid, you know. Um, so it was always being there. 
but it was just kind of it was just there. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't being nurtured or anything like that. And anyway, I played football, like I said, as I've touched on earlier, all the way up until about, I want to say, kind of 2021-ish. Well, would I say that? I think I graduated college at 18. Yeah, probably about 20. Um, you know, I'm skipping a lot of time there from 12 to 20, but let's mm-hmm. just go for it. I, I had that year of tormentor where my entire psyche was just being ruled by my image on the football pitch. Mm. Um, you know, want to use wise words that I heard from somebody want, if you ever let anything external dictate anything internal, there's a degree of, there's an issue there. Mm. And I was just completely blind to that until, you know, the wheels came off. Um, and I remember there was, there was a, there was always like a, an, something within me where it was like, um, I'm here. Just, just I'll be ready when you are type of deal, hmm. you know? But it was like, nah, that, I'm not going to go down that lane because I'm that lane, I'm not Jordan the footballer, hmm. you know? And the, and the difficulty with that is, lads, you know, when you have a bit of success, those ideas get concreted because hmm. the success brings brings positive, you know, attention, yeah. you know, awards, accolades, all those things. And then you get the pro, which was the lifelong dream, right? And it's like, and then it starts to not go the way you want. And then it was just pure suffering for a long time. And then, like I said, it led me to be not a great teammate and not a great man and nothing terrible. Just everything was always about me, mm. you know. And um, it ultimately came to a point where, like I said, I fell out of um, I fell out of favor, really, with the head coach, your tormentor. And he sat me down at the end of my contract and said, look, like, it just doesn't, doesn't seem like it's going to work for us here. And... I probably had three or four days after that point where I was kind of upset. You know, I was I was feeling down. And then, honestly, lads, for the first time in probably four months, I woke up with just a sense of peace about me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this just makes absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> I was like, because in my understanding, I've just lost, you know, mm-hmm. I've just lost the pro contract, which is my everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And yet, I probably had four months of nothing but complete and utter suffering. And it was like, well, this, it, this equation doesn't make sense. Mm, yeah. And then that led me to kind of like, all right, God, like I'm in a really bad place here. Um, you know, this is the first day where I'm feeling okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you the keys now. Mm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really, really start nurturing you as the... Is the is the being is the powerhouse of my being, so to speak, and try and listen. It, it's it's still a it's still like a dance every single day to not allow myself to go back into that autopilot of like um, football's my god, but it's about trying to keep God number one now because I've realised when I when I keep him there, I don't need to do that facade of like being somebody. Mm-hmm. I can almost just be be a, a lack of a better term. I can be selfless. And just kind of live life as opposed to doing this dance and this charade of like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I know that might have went very guru-y and deep there. So I apologize <laughs> if it did. No, but man. That was good. Ultimately, ultimately, yeah, it was a long period of suffering when I had the pro contract um, to then losing the pro, pro contract and realize that I actually got healing from losing it. Mm. And then that led me down the journey of, of learning more and more about my Lord and Savior. 
Man, that's great. And, you know, I've I've followed some of that from a distance and probably even in some ways that you don't even know that I've that I've followed it. Um, you you guys that that come through here and I make deep friendships with and maybe we don't stay in touch on a daily basis, but um, you guys don't even know that. I mean, we continue following you guys, praying for you guys and thinking about you in ways that you really don't know. And even. I was following along your journey a little bit even more through uh, Coach McKeever. And uh, mm. Mark and I have stayed very close through the years. We still talk a lot. And so, you know, he was even keeping me updated on a lot of uh, just even on your faith side of things, um, mm. which is which is really cool to know that, you know, even though we're not, you know, walking hand in hand and side by side with you in the same location that we can still, without you even knowing it, we can still be a part of your journey and praying for you and, and, and just following along. And so I just want you to know how proud I am of, of what you went through and to get to where you are now, because really a lot of us and a lot of people, um, unfortunately kind of have to get to the bottom in order to really recognize their need, uh, you know, their need for a real personal relationship with the Lord. And, you know, that's that's part of your journey. And the fact that you're so open to sharing that yeah. um, is so important because there's so many people that, that fall into the same um, place that you are in. And, you yeah. know, especially those people like you that are chasing the dream, trying to get that contract and, you know, for you to say, man, you know, I was there and lost it all. But then that was the point where I realized, um, you know, my need for, for really diving in and having this personal walk with Jesus. And I love, I mean, dude, where you are now and how you're using your platform, because look, let's be honest, we, you are, I mean, you're big time in Knoxville. You are. I mean, you are like people <laughs> and like, and just across the league in general. And obviously we're a part of the USL. And so we get to see it a lot on a, you know, and, and, and even the media coverage and stuff like that. But I mean, George Skelton's big time player. I mean, one of the top defenders. No, in the, you're in the, oh, guys. no. I, and then, you know, we go up there and watch you guys. And, uh, you know, we, Luke and I came to a game that was a, Oh, what a dis- what a, what a heartbreaking game! And I'm sure you remember. Yeah, when there, you were was up there. <laughs> there was a few of those. There was a few of those. But even this year. but even to see you know your joy play in the game, it was different. I mean, it really was. Mm-hmm. And like even after the game, you know, coming out and being willing to to be with the fans and having a smile on your face. I mean, I know how it is. I'm a competitor, and you you know that because you were here. <laughs> But, um, yeah. but, you know, just, just being able to see you in that element, it's just been, been really cool. Um, one of the things that I want You wanted... know what, Rusty, I don't, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you there, right? Yeah, go ahead, but go there's ahead. just been some popping in my head, right? One of the, one of the things that I wanted to say there was, isn't it wildly coincidental, right? That whilst I was kind of in college and doing the USL too, the first place I went was West Virginia and coach John Milleresi had like a, similar to you guys, had a big kind of emphasis on Christ, mm-hmm. you know? So I've played, for, I've played for a handful of USL teams, and the first three I played for all had that hmm. opportunity for me to find Christ 
Mm. You know, just how coincidence is that? How many USL two teams they are? <laughs> you know, the first three I played for, it was like Christ was was a part of it. Mm. And it just again, you look at it now, thinking I was so blind to it, man. Mm. You know, like you talked about there, you had to get to the bottom of it. Like you have to hit the bottom. Like Christ was always in my life. Then, you know, I went, and let's also say this, I went to South Carolina as my university where, you know, like it even gets called the Bible Belt, right? Like, (laughs) you know, and then I went and like, I've, I've played and lived in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, (laughs) Tennessee, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like really South where again, Christ's quite, you know, relevant still. And I'm saying all this point, it was just, it was there, but it was just, I had the blinders on, you know? Mm And then it ultimately got me to a place of like, well, do I want to continue being like this? Or do I want to maybe try and find another way? Mm. Because being like this, I need things to be a certain way to be okay. Mm. And that is just not how I want my life to be. Mm. You know? You know, one of the things that, that that I keep hearing you say is that you had this foundation. And God, mm-hmm. and yeah. God kept building on the foundation. I mean, it started with your mom. You know, I mean, from exactly, yeah. and then little things along the way, and even big things. I mean, you know, just where you were playing and the people that you were um, associated with on a daily basis just kept adding to that foundation. And the thing that I love about it is, even though you kept sort of being blinded to it or just weren't really diving in, as 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 we've been saying, God never gave up on that. Like you know, I mean, yeah, how you know how many times. Could I mean you know we could we could easily say you know man I just kept saying no 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 but God mm-hmm. never said no he kept he kept pursuing you right. until yeah. until you were ready and I just think that that says so much about the God that that we serve yeah because even like as a high school student there's times where you're just like completely blinded by what's going on around you and like as, right. as I've kind of walked through my journey and it's like. I mean, there's, there's points in time where I'm like, okay, what, like, God, what do you want me to do here? Like, is this something that I'm supposed to, cause I mean, I'm in the process of finding a college, like where I'm going to attend mm-hmm. school and it's like, big step, yeah. yeah, it is a big step. And like, sometimes it's like, I don't want to be blinded by what's around me. Like I have to con- continuously point my focus to him. And I think that's such a big thing just to be able to say like, God, even though I, even though I'm in the South and hmm. and like everything's around surrounded me, like it, I'm yeah. surrounded by it, but you, it's so easily like you can be so easily blinded mm. by what's going on around you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, I I completely feel that. So I'm gonna ask kind of one sort of closing question or get you to talk about something. So you you're sort of living the dream right now of a lot of soccer players, young soccer players, and you know you've. Um, you've, you've been in the USL league one. I mean, it's a, it's really amazing what is happening with professional soccer in the States right now, because there's a lot more opportunities, you know, and, and the structure is really neat that it's starting to look like other parts of the world in some ways. And, you know, you've got where we are in league two, but it's not the professional level, Mm -hmm. but just one step up, you know, there's the league one and then there's championship and then MLS and, you know, there are more opportunities, but it is still so hard to get into the professional game. And so tell us, you know, talk, tell us just a little bit about how, 
you know, the the journey of getting a pro contract and then staying in the pros. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess the best way to talk about that, about how difficult it is, I mean, you mentioned some of those boys from Lander. You know, I mean, what a team we had at Lander. And again, I think it was only maybe three, three or four of us that have gone on to continue playing mm-hmm. after college, you know, at like a at the, at the professional or equivalent level. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, is, it is really difficult. And obviously speaking as an international, it's even more difficult in mm-hmm. America because, yeah. as I said, there's only seven international spots per roster. But even as an American player, you know, because now you also have the international guys coming over. So, yeah, it is it is difficult, Rusty. And I think the, you know, I think one of the things that I find um, kind of solacing with myself now when I'm working with lads who are, and girls, funny enough, who are, who are trying to, whether it's just get into college or get pro, you know, is I just kind of emphasize, just exhaust everything you've got and then you can be happy. Hmm. You know, if if you look back and think, I give it everything I could have possibly given, hmm. you know, I think that's the kind of, that's the only way to find solace because then again, it is leaving it with, for me, leaving it with God, right? Because again, I was like, if I'm not meant to get back into football, then I have to accept that, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. if I'm constantly craving and clinging to that, then I'm just going to end up being my God again. And then that goes down that rabbit hole. So mm. I think for, for people you know, male, female, high school, college, pro, whichever level you're achieving to try and get to your next target. I think the biggest thing is just being all in, mm. you know, good. and that's yeah. where, you know, if, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a young player trying to get on your high school team or, you know, your first club team or whatever that is, that's just about, you know, are you, are you living your life in a way that you are as ready as you can possibly be every time you train and every time you play? because that's something where I still now get into arguments with lads because again you'll probably be able to know this yourself Rusty you know I'm someone where I train like it's it's a cup final <laughs> you know yep. pe- people might be like Scale why are you smashing your teammates for and I'm like <laughs> what do you mean like what do you mean like this we're, we're on right now you know and I think that's something that's probably pushed me to where I am is because I've come across lads who are way more talented than I am but mm. I just had that you know that that almost inner burning desire to kind of to just give everything I possibly got. And listen, there's certain days where that doesn't happen, of course, because we're all human at the end of the day. But it's just about, I think, ultimately giving everything you've got, every opportunity you can. Mm. And then if things don't work out the way you want them to, you can at least have the the peace of mind to say, I have my foot on throttle, you know? Mm. And yeah. um then you can kind of have that, have that sense about you. Cause again, lads, you know, like I don't believe in luck because of my faith, mm-hmm. but you do need things to go your way. Mm-hmm. You know, you do yeah. need a sense of it was meant to be, Yeah, you yep. know? Yep. Um, and that certainly plays its part. Mm. Man, that's good. And, you know, uh, just listening to you talk about going all in, man, you're a player that genuinely went all in oh, yeah. every, every time, every practice, every every game and the thing that made you guys different and it made you different too but a lot of your teammates even for those years you were so appreciative of everything and i remember like you even said that after the game you know the one we lost you came and hugged me and you you apologized you talked about that i did i talked to our team about that this year because that's what our team's some of our teams that haven't been successful, that's what they've missed. Not that not that they're playing for me. 
It's just that, or playing for Bria, it's just the, the appreciation of, man, this is not about, it's not self. It's not about playing for me. It's about playing for the badge, and it's about playing for the fans and the organization. And, like, you guys bought into that so much. So well. And, yeah. I mean, I can, like, I can literally remember, not just you, but I do remember you coming and 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 saying you were sorry, and I'm like, don't apologize to me, but that means something. Like, because it means that you mm-hmm. weren't playing for yourself. You know, there were, there, were, there were bigger things you were playing for, and I've always appreciated that. But that just shows how all in you are. And so I just wanted to be able to say that, you know, we still communicate some, but just being able to tell you. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I've, looked no, up, awesome. I've looked over it. I've looked over at Logan a couple of times while we've been talking and he's, he's been a little red eyed and, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but, it, awesome. but in all seriousness, man, you, you guys, um, and you in particular made a big impact on our family and we're just, uh, no, I appreciate that. Listen, you guys did the same for me though. I've got to make, I've got to make that comment. You know, Luke as well, and you know, I think to to, to see your to see you know Logan and Luke's journey from from the outsiders, mm. you know, it's it's great to see. You know, obviously, I think am I right in saying Luke's probably just graduated college? Yeah, he'll finish close. he'll finish in May. So yeah, he finished his yeah. So he's probably he's probably just coming to that massive milestone in his life, and mm. you know, Logan's about to start it. And seeing you guys, because Logan, I mean, I don't remember how old you were exactly, but you were still a kid. Yep. When oh, yeah. I met you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That like you were still the you were still the little bro. Yeah, that's you know right. what I mean? I was probably about twelve when you were here. Yeah, yeah you yeah, you yep. were still you were still young enough to where, you know, I didn't really get to know you as a as a mm-hmm. as a man, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know. So to see you evolving into someone that, you know, you've started this journey with your dad, that's awesome to see as well. And mm-hmm. like I said, that's Rusty, right. you and your you and Heather and, and all of that gang, it's it's um it's you guys left a mark on me, so yeah. I don't want to just look over that. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It, it's it's been awesome catching up, and man, this is this has been so much fun, um, and just kind of reliving some memories and just. Uh, but we want you to know we are huge Jordan Skelton fans. Oh yeah, and we 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 follow you guys. We watch you on TV. What's so what's so great? We still have the players over to our house, like we did when you guys were here all the time. Players, Gosh, are at our, <laughs> we're eating. Is the monkey I, bread still being oh, made? I was about to. I was gonna mention monkey bread when you were like the impact. I wanted yeah. to say like, oh yeah, yeah this monkey bread. Oh yeah, we still do that. But I love the nights when they come over and League One is playing because we, we always put your games on. on. We have it out on the back porch. We have it on in the den, that's and awesome. like we're just constantly walking around going, "That's our guy. Yeah, we that's know, our we guy." Know. And, and I just I love it because the players love to see that too because they're watching and they're going that's what that's the path I want to take I want to just like Skelts was here and now he's there that's what I want to do yeah. so that's thank, awesome man just appreciate you being a great role model and uh, we're following along and we'll keep we'll keep watching for year number two at one Knox and uh, we're looking for a championship this year so you guys bring it home yes sir <laughs> God willing God willing all right thanks for being with us Jordan and hey appreciate you guys listening and we'll catch you next time.